0: welcome back to the weekly driver podcast my name is james rea i'm an automotive columnist for bay area news group my colleague is bruce aldrich today we are on the second day of the media days of the la auto show and we have a special guest today they had a huge presentation a couple hours ago michael cole is the president of kia motors of america and he's our guest today to talk about all kinds of stuff. We're looking at the Motor Trend uh, Car of the Year. They introduced a new car. So, Michael, welcome to our program. Thank you very
1: much. Pleased to be
0: here. Could you SUV of the Year. SUV yes. of the Year. Yes, absolutely. SUV, I beg your pardon. Could you give us an overview after we watched your presentation uh, a short while ago? There are so many SUVs on the market, and even you said to us that we realize it's a crowded market, Yep. and here's what we have to offer. Could you sure. Give us an overview of your new SUV.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, this is the, uh, I think we've probably say the final puzzle piece in the lineup for Kia on SUVs. So uh, we introduced Telluride at the start of this year, which yes. was our i almost want to say first entrant but it's the first time we've been in that mid-size suv segment for a long time yes. so telluride's been a huge success thank you you commented on it getting motor trend suv of the year yeah. we have sorrento and we have sportage so we've been very strong in the in the suv market but what we didn't have was an all-wheel drive entry wow. cuv uh, and that's what Celtos does it comes in and fills that, that, that void that we had in the market we have Soul and Souls that you know really iconic vehicle sure. that was that was doing that job to an extent for us but not with all wheel drive Soul is purely a two-wheel drive vehicle. So this is, this is the missing piece, so to speak. Uh, we're very optimistic about its uh, opportunity. Uh, I know our dealers are massively excited about it, and we're already drawing some early comments from, from customers who say this is what they're looking for. It's got all the traditional you know, Kia product and brand values, 10-year, 100,000 warranty, great quality, packed full of all the latest technology. Of course, always we're looking to offer great value. Uh, and wrapped up in a really, you know, really good-looking design. Uh, uh, it, we almost we refer to it internally as like the mini Telluride. I'll, it, I'll second that notion. Yeah, thank it's, you. A, it's a good-looking
2: vehicle, <laughs> and yes. good, and you can
1: see the brand. I mean, yes you can see what it is. Yeah. I think.
0: Yeah, I'll follow up uh, before Bruce goes ahead. So you've named your car the Son of Hercules, if I have that correct.
1: Okay, right. And could you <laughs> the,
0: Greek, the Greek mythology? Greek mythology. Yeah, yeah. How does how does that process work? Do you guys have a think tank, or you have consult? <laughs> I mean, you come up with very unusual names. Yeah, Tell you ride, yeah. of course, we know that's a city. Sure, but, but this this car, this SUV. Um, what was the story behind that? Uh, well, I,
1: I mean, it, it, I, I wish I could give you the full story, but I can't remember it all because it's, it, all it's, right. it's quite funny, really. Because this is a global car. Uh, when I say global, it's not in every market, but yes. it's not just for the US, it's a yes. domestic vehicle market, it's sold in what we call the general markets, which are a lot of parts of the world. It's, it was the first vehicle we launched in the Indian market, a big market, slightly different product, but basically the same vehicle. Yes. Uh, so choosing a name becomes that real challenge of what name is going to work in all the markets that you sell the vehicle. I, and, I, and, I, and I won't tell you them because some, some of them we just had to laugh <laughs> you know, tell you, us why we're here no no I'm not, I'm not going I'm going to resist <laughs> the temptation all right, all right, because some now. of them look at you and go really did someone think that was a good idea so anyway we, 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 we finished up we went through a few rounds and we finished yes. up with a short list of vehicles and, and names and you, and you come to one we all go where everyone says that works uh, and with Seltos, we all felt comfortable. It was a good name. Right. Uh, and And everyone accepted it. So it got through the sort of uh, global committee on, on naming. Got it's it right a bit right. different. When you get products like Telluride, because it's an American vehicle for the American market, much sure. easier. Sure, We took the concept name. The design team had given Telluride to the concept vehicle a few years ago. Everyone loved it. And we said, great, perfect. American design car, American built car for the American market. Give it the name of a of an adventurous you know uh, uh, you know sort of ski resort city in uh, the US so but Celtos was was a bit of a longer discussion but we got there
0: good good
1: it sounds like um, I'm curious if we could just back up a bit.
2: Now, um, we hit it out of the, you guys hit it out of the park with a Telluride. Yep. And you're hoping that you're going to hit another one out with a Celto's. Yep. Where'd you guys come from? Um, what were you making to begin with? When did you become a cart? Start sure. Selling cars. Yeah. Okay. I, I,
1: I'm not familiar, and I don't yeah, think our I mean, listeners the, the, are. The, the history of the company goes back to the 40s. I think it's 1944, uh, and originally doing like bikes and electric trikes, if that's what you call them, the tricycles, the sort of little, you know, three-wheel motorcycle mini vehicles. Mm-hmm, sure, uh, we, We've come a long way since then. I mean, it, it, it's easier if I talk about the history in the U.S. because it is okay, quite, yeah. quite timely because we're celebrating 25 years in the okay. U.S. Uh, this year. Uh, but, you know, almost, you can put that into two segments as well. You know, we were moving along fairly steadily probably for those first 15 years. And I think anyone who knows the auto industry will have recognised that it's probably only in the last ten years where we've really come to the fore. And I think products like Soul, Soul arrived in two thousand and nine. Uh, we then had the uh, you know a, a real transformation in our design. Peter Schreier joined as our chief designer, and he obviously started producing these incredible vehicles like the twenty eleven Optima. Uh, the, the Sorrento that came at the same time, and, and we've just gone from strength to strength. And I think there's, you know, this recognition now for the brand as not only a brand that offers, I say, great value, and we're, we're very proud that we, you know, we do offer tremendous value, but we're offering quality, you know, reliability, durability, incredible design, great technology. I mean, if you if you go and look at this Seltos and compare it to what else in the segment you know, when you go certainly to the SX trim, it's got everything. I mean, it's just incredible. So, and safety and, you know, we offer it, you know, products that, you know, are, are reliable, durable, safe, 10-year, 100,000 mile warranty. It, it, we've got everything. So, I, we we feel, I guess, very proud of how far we've come in such a short period of time. And we feel incredibly optimistic about the future, you know, when we see the products that Our design teams, our engineers uh, are bringing to the market. You know, we're we're super excited. Sure,
2: I think you've come a long way. It's exactly what you said. I mean, when Kia first started, it's like it's not looking so hot. You know, no, I don't think anybody ever really questioned your your durability and your, um, you know, how well it was put together. Yep. But uh, you know, nowadays, like you say, you're a technology leader.
1: Well, and it's this is our real passion that drives us to say to be a brand that appeals to people as a brand rather than just on practical and rational reasons. We're starting to appeal, and Telluride is the ultimate demonstration of that. We're appealing to appealing on our emotional values as much as we are on our practical and rational values. And I, that's get, the, asked, and that's I the, get asked
0: a fair amount of times as a car reviewer, you know, what's your favorite car? And it's a, you can't answer the question because you don't know the
1: price sure. point, you don't know yeah. anything.
0: And, and I say, well, uh, I always say this. I said, have you looked at Kia and Hyundai? And they said, no way I'm going to get a South Korean car. No way I'm going to get that. And I said, I don't think you've gone to. So I, it's won me over years ago. Yeah, yep, yep. That leads into the question. Do you guys still think that there are people who have to be won over? to your car to your vehicles they're they're fantastic but i still think that there's maybe some people rolling their eyes a little
1: bit maybe i mean we we try and monitor what the sort of perception is in terms of brand perception or or even before that brand awareness yes so you know we see that more and more people are aware of kia um, but we have to say, it's, it's what they know about us. Being aware is one thing, but really knowing the brand is another. Thank you. And, 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 we'll, and, and, that, and that's the real job we have to do. And the more people that are exposed to the brand, the more people, whether whether they own one or whether they've been a passenger in one, or you know, the opportunity to sit in the vehicle. And, that, and we find this all the time. It's probably your comment that you, you're making there, James, yeah. that, you know, People, when they experience Kia for the first time, they, they do they're, they're a little sense of, wow. This this is surprisingly good. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, exactly. I didn't
1: realise I had got it on my consideration list on my shopping list before. Now I've experienced it. Yeah. This is something I've got to consider. That's right. And we're seeing that. And and maybe for Telluride again, it's the it's the ultimate demonstration of that. You know, we track where the customers come from on our products. Yes. And with Telluride, every month the percentage of sales to Conquest customers, new customers to the brand, mm-hmm. is going up and up. Last month it was nearly eighty well, it was 79%. So, you know, we we have a really strong loyal customer base. We find that when people buy IKEA, they do tend to fall in love with the brand and the product and they stay with us. We have strong loyalty. What we're now finding is we're bringing new customers to the brand with the new products and Telluride has done that in huge numbers. And that's that's great. That's the way we grow. That's the way we become a a stronger brand. And if those customers then become loyal customers and brand advocates, which tends to be people. Tend, people tend to be proud of their purchase of Kia and they tell sure. people about it, and that's they the, the doing the job for us, which is sure. great. Tell us about the J.D. powers in your your rankings. Yeah, sure. So we've uh, on the initial quality study, we're now five years number one mainstream brand, uh, and that again is testament to the quality. Of, I'd of say, the, yeah, of the product absolutely. And particularly, you know, we're very proud of the, the the manufacturing facility we have down in West Point, Georgia, and that's where Telluride, Sorento, and Optima uh, are all assembled. And they they do a great job. You, you've probably seen our tagline now in our communications is, you know, give it everything. Yes. And um, we say, you know, everyone at that plant, you know, um, and it's in a part of the world that was suffering, you know, a bit of depression some time ago with sure. cotton mill closure. You know, they are the hardest working people we could possibly want. Passionate about what they do, and that really is to say how we build our brand. That's the that's the truth. I say we, you know, we're a hard working brand for hard working Americans. You know. We want to give it everything just like they do every day, and that's uh, that's our ethos. Will you take a deposit here? I'm sold. (laughs) (laughs) sold. (laughs) Very
0: good, Bruce. I still have friends who say, there's no way I'm ever going to buy an SUV. I I hate them. I see too many of them on the road. I just don't like them. That would be the, the preamble to the question. Why do you think that that segment of the Automotive market is just—it's yeah, yeah. extraordinary how much it's grown. Yeah, no, for, It's incredible for good or for
1: bad in some cases, but sure, in this sure. case, for good. Yep. Um, what's what's your opinion of that? Yeah, I, I think some of it originally came about people wanting to uh, express their. L- you know their sort of personality or the lifestyle they want to live so i think suvs have got this thing about adventure that's what people see you know Mm -hmm. that that's the more emotional side there is of course a practical side that people want to be able to carry lots of stuff they like the high seating position we tend to find people like to be able to look over the road of course what happens as everyone is in suvs then that's going to become (laughs) that's going to become harder yeah yeah but (laughs) but you know what's interesting for us you know and we have grown our you know our product offering in SUVs with Telluride and now with Seltos but we've stayed also very loyal to the sedan market and we do think there is a great opportunity still, you know, not everyone wants an SUV you know, there are some people that still want sedan, it's a much smaller mix than it was 5 years ago, certainly a lot smaller than 10 years ago, but we you know, we want to keep offering product in that segment of the market and we think there is a, there is a core and maybe at some point we'll almost see that trend reverse where everyone will say well everyone's got an SUV how do I differentiate how do I show my personality you know I want a sedan and particularly if we can have you know this is our design he does to have really good-looking striking you know uh, really attractive performance type looking vehicles if we can do that then I think the sedan market still got huge opportunity going forward so we'll keep our presence in that market what what other opportunity markets do you see in, in, ter- in terms of the, the the segmentation of the product, sure. Uh, what niche or whatever yeah, yeah. you think you want to go into? We we actually feel really good where we are now, having having added the Telluride and the Celta, so completing those two missing pieces of the mid-size SUV, the entry uh, size SUV, the entry SUV. We feel we've now got a full lineup in what we call the mainstream market. So in all the sure. core segments of you know sedan and SUV we've got a product so we're quite happy now you know we think there's so much opportunity with the great product we've got to grow our sales keep building that you know brand image and brand reputation so we're, we're, we're happy with what we have today very good with if your sister company I'll call it that um, okay the warranty area
0: is of interest too. you guys have promoted and marketed ten and a hundred thousand yes. for yes. since you started pretty much right yeah I think and and Honda is three and thirty-six, and they've never budged. And right. You guys have gone to the other extreme, so you have the three and thirty-six and ten and a hundred thousand.
1: Yep.
0: Explain exactly what a ten and a hundred thousand is,
1: okay, to us,
0: and what that means in terms of uh, longevity of vehicles, getting repairs done. It's, sure. it's still it's such a big number that it's yeah, no, it is. It's it hard is. for me to grasp well, sometimes. You know,
1: you know, and this happened in. In the same way, when I was in Europe, we introduced, it's slightly different in Europe, but yep. we introduced a seven-year, 100,000, here, year, 10-year, 100,000. Yes. And the reason we did it, and I'm sure it's exactly the same, I don't, I don't have the history of when it first arrived in the US, it, yes. but it was all about saying to people, this is how confident we are about our vehicles. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think if any brand can stand behind that and say, look, we're prepared to warrant our product for 10 years, 100,000 miles. You've got to be pretty sure that, you know, listen, let's be realistic. Sometimes things happen. Sure. You know, we're all realistic about that and customers can be reassured by it. But the main message wasn't to try and reassure customers to say, you know, don't worry, we've got you covered. It was to say, this is how confident we are. You know, our product has this great reliability, great durability. Um, so 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 confident we are that we can stand behind it with this you know long warranty um, and and I, and I think it's helped and you know what I saw in Europe particularly mm. when we did that back in 2010 it almost became the thing everyone knew us for and and, oh, and, and, and okay. gradually we moved away from that and, and that's what you want I, I, I'm happy that people recognize a great warranty but that shouldn't be the main reason to buy the product right. yeah we want them to buy the product because they love the product and um, but, but, it's a, but it's a great backing to have to say, this is how confident we are about our vehicles.
2: Well, the other guy's been making cars for, you know, 50, 100 years, whatever, and you didn't have that. So this yeah, is one way yeah, of yeah. creating
1: trust, I yes. guess. And it, and it is, you know, say so rational reasons or practical reasons, we want people to feel comfortable about their decision. If we're gonna layer on top of that, the emotional reason for buying if if, it, if making emotional reason the number one priority is, is our is our objective, but always knowing that you say, but you know, all the other good reasons, the rational reasons, are all still there as well. Sure. What are some new things you guys are working on? Obviously,
2: there's uh, autonomous vehicles, electric vehicles. What, yeah. What's new? Yeah. Or what's uh, on the forefront? It's it, 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 a secret. Well, uh, we won't uh, tell anyone. <laughs>
1: it, it really is. I I I, I say so I've been in the automotive business nearly 35 years. I, and I don't think we've ever seen a transition that we, we see right now. In fact, you go back probably what the automotive industry has seen in a hundred years, mm-hmm. the transition in the next five, 10 years is potentially far greater and much quicker than anything we've seen in the, in the uh, it is not, it's, it's, it's definitely gonna be quicker and faster than we've ever seen before. Yes. I, and this is a challenge quite honestly for all auto manufacturers because we still obviously have to focus on the the business today, the core business today of selling, you know, what is still larger, particularly in the US, internal combustion engines, for people who want to own their vehicle or lease the vehicle, whatever preference they have. Mm-hmm. But we also have to recognize there is this trend of moving towards electrification, people wanting to have mobility yes. rather yes. than necessarily ownership. We obviously have all these challenges around automation and mm-hmm. connectivity. I, I, I would say to you what I say to anyone in, in, within our company, within our brand, within our dealer stores, well, we're working on all those things. Mm-hmm. Quite how fast the consumers will accept them or the legislators will be able to accommodate the different, you know, sure. impact these have, I'm really not sure. I don't know how quick this will happen, but I can assure you, knowing our company as I do, when it happens, we'll be there. Okay. You know, we'll, 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 yep. we'll be at the forefront, we'll be ready. So there's a huge amount of investment we're making in all those different future technologies Um but we're also very keen on ensuring that we keep offering the customer today what they want today as well as thinking about how we get ready for tomorrow gotta to keep building them well though. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> exactly. absolutely.
0: i was thinking about maybe five or six years ago my first la auto show and i, if I remember correctly the color patterns were bright everything was hot right. pink and yeah, this yeah. and that yeah yeah and this year we both commented that it's some of this matted
1: yeah you know, there's black colors blues. flat it's, colors
0: yeah what what are your thoughts on on uh, yeah. color schemes <laughs> inside inter- and out
1: no it's interesting i mean it, yeah. we, we talk about this particularly because of that i think the suv trend yes you know everyone talks about earthy colors earthy colors you know it tends Thank to be for that word. yeah yeah, yeah great. rather than some of the vibrant colors we had before yeah. you know we, we mix it up a bit i mean our product like stinger we, we had this sure. gts version we built 800 of them and it was in bright orange right so we still like to do that sort of thing you know you mm-hmm. need to i think for the sedans maybe and the sporty vehicles maybe some of those vibrant colors but you're right it's interesting that consumers like the more I would almost say subdue but earth is the the description we use you know uh, you know so, yeah, we, we, you have to keep watching that. And, and and personalization, you know, the personalization of vehicles is such a big market here in the U.S. particularly. Sure. So we're always looking at how do we enable people through color trim packs or through accessorization. How do we enable people to try and personalize the vehicle the way they want it? Yeah. I was going to ask you about that, The, the uh, back to the Celtos.
2: Yeah. You mentioned... Uh, the X line. What, yes. what is the X line? Is that aftermarket stuff?
1: Or? Yeah. Well, it's a bit of a, It's a concept right now. But our, but our thinking is, you know, we, we have in our sedans, we have GTS and GT lines. So the question is, what what's what happens with the SUVs? You know, if you did have a trim line or, and, and does that become personalization, or do we actually make it part of our lineup? So right. we, we we're just testing. We want to do. We want to get a reaction. So we use these vehicles today, put them out there, see what people say. But I think maybe from aftermarket. Well, I say aftermarket. You know, offered through us, through dealer installed. That's what uh, I'm saying. Yeah, uh, yes, correct. But but nothing nothing definitive yet. But we wanted to to, to sample it and see what people think. And again, that's because I think particularly in the SUV market, people do like this idea of personalising it, making it a little bit tougher. they to, And and the reaction we had to these vehicles suggests we might we might be onto something there. There you go. Yep.
0: <laughs> well, great, Michael. Thank you so much. We want to thank Michael Cole for being our guest. Michael is the President of Kia Motors America in the in the Americas or America? I Amer- uh, Kia Motors America. Thank yeah. you. U- U.S. And uh, it's been great to um, I, we watched witnessed your uh, debut, your un- your reveal, as okay. I say, <laughs> of, of the Seltos uh, a little earlier today. So thank you again for being our guest. Pleasure on the Weekly Driver podcast. No, appreciate you. it very much. Thank you. Very interesting Kia. Right. Thank you. Yeah, you